right, we're rolling. Uh, hey everybody, welcome back to the DNR. I'm Ron Kane. I'm Damian Robinson. And uh, we are outside the uh, Comedy Zone. Along the highway. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to hear cars and shit. Maybe we might get an accident. Yeah, yeah we might actually. <laughs> uh, we're joined by uh, another open micer uh, by the name of Desmond Atkinson. So say hi, Desmond. Hi. Uh, what's up, everybody? Yeah. So, all right. So, <laughs> so how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, a, a year consistently. I, I did comedy back when I started, eight, like, when I was 18, then I stopped for a while, and I got back into it. Okay. okay. Yeah, so you're, like, green then. You're yeah, really yeah, green. Yeah. Christ, I can't... I've been, like, in, like, over, a little over four years. I can't even remember my first year. I can remember It was mine. rough. It I was rough. Mine. Mine's was... It was a roller coaster, but it, it had a lot of highs in it, though, man. You yeah. know what I mean? From, like, my first time doing comedy, uh, like, fucking whole room was cheering for me. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah, so. Yeah. I was one of those lightning strike kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of funny that comedy is still, like, it'll make you feel good. Yeah. And then kick you right in the oh, nuts. fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Oh, my balls hurt right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of being kicked in the nuts, man, like, you just had an incident, uh... You know that we kind of want to hear about you know so fill us in i was uh i was at a mic and there was these uh there were the only two old people in the crowd and the guy who was up before me pointed at the old lady and he was like i bet you have a dry pussy and it was it was kind of dry it got a little bit of like chuckles but it was weird but I got up on stage right after him and i was like ma'am i don't think that's fair to go after you just because you're old say you have a dry pussy I think you pussy probably just gets just as wet as anybody else's. I'm like, I'm sure it's just fine. I'm like, now before you go any before you go any further, uh, the crowd that was there. What was the crowd like? Just to give people an idea. This was working with with the crowd. It was like there was a uh, five brand new guys that had never really been there before. That were from f- some fantasy league, like frat type guys. There's a bunch of other comedians. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like the league. We got they got a lot of jokes at them about that. Uh, it was some. It was younger people. It was like it was doing pretty well. Like I was riding some momentum, and then I I, I look at her and I'm like. Uh, I bet you're a minx back in the day. I bet you could crack a walnut with a Kegel. And that got a big laugh. And yeah. then right after I got that big laugh, the yeah, the owner the owner comes around and he yells at me. He's like, stop that right now. I was like, what? He was like, I was just yelling at this guy for doing the same exact thing. And I'm on stage, like, holding the microphone. And I'm like... I'm like, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Like, I I apologize to the old people. I was like, wait for that to. Okay. I was like, I apologize to the old people. I apologize to him. I'm like holding the mic so everybody could hear it. I'm like, I didn't know any of that stuff. Nobody gave me the memo that you weren't supposed to make fun of these old people. I was like, and then he like stormed off, and I just kept trying to do my set i was like hey guys blah 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 weed and all this other stuff like right after he was like screaming at me i'm like he's like they're paying customers and all this other stuff i'm like well i paid too i i gave him like five bucks to do my set every week i'm like i can't like what about me (laughs) i've given you a lot of money as far as i'm concerned (laughs) like it's yeah like like see that's all right this is where the thing is is like 
comedy's supposed to be a dangerous thing. You know, that's that's kind of like the the allure and the attraction of it. If you're getting a fucking pop, like the the the, the old people approach you after and be like, hey, you know, like. No, I went up to them afterwards yeah. and I apologized directly to them and she didn't even like look upset. She was like, Oh, we come here all the time and we just usually don't sit in the front and blah my husband just wanted to and that's literally all she said to me about yeah. it. And I was like, Okay. I was like So I, I it didn't feel like she was super upset about it. Yeah. I was like I, I wasn't being mean I felt. If anything, I felt like I was being like, Hey, you're old, you can still you can still get it. Yeah. Still good. You got it. Yeah. And you weren't the only. So you said that uh, the guy before him. Yeah. It was was it just the guy before you or the other people? Everybody was kind of like poking at him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my one buddy was like, "Welcome, uh, everybody. Say hello to Mr. Johnson and Mrs. Johnson, or like yeah. hello Johnson and Johnson." <laughs> I can't remember it exactly. Yeah. Shots. Yeah, it like, <laughs> it like, yeah. That was it. Is like, and then he said something about a COVID shot. Yeah. And that was good. And I was like. And then he, he apparently got yelled at about that, too. He's like, you opened up the door for everybody to start making fun of him. I'm like, I feel like if you're at a comedy show, you kind of yeah. have to be ready for that. Like, I've been made fun of multiple times at a comedy yeah, show. I'm I don't like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You're funny. Yeah, thank you, when thank you get you. laughs doing it, Man. I don't think it's necessarily, like, I'm not trying to be mean or anything it's yeah. comedy it's like what dave Chappelle said he's like i'm not trying to be mean i'm just trying to be funny yeah <laughs> like, and, and old people aren't like low-hanging fruit like if you show up to a comedy show expect like dead seven, anybody can be a fucking seven. target doing comedy bro like that like that's the one thing that upsets me is um you know they had uh with the old owners here at the comedy zone they, used, they had uh when you know l orange crackamongo uh was president you know, like we couldn't mention him at all. Yes. And he's on the fucking wall, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like when they they took away our freedom of speech here, like I immediately did a, a, a set where I was a gay person and I was upset. You remember there, you was here that night? Yeah. And like everyone was like, yo, what the fuck was that? It got laughs. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, yo, that's my way of, of, of protesting without saying fuck this place you know what i'm saying because i really do love this place and i love comedy and i love the fact that we have all these places we can go to in the area so so i feel your frustrations bro you know what i'm saying like you just gotta take take it take it take it on the chin and learn from it if you go back to the place you know that's your choice if you don't go back you know yeah it is what it is bro hold on we got somebody coming in thank you yep yep Laundry detour. <laughs> he looks like uh, a fifty-year-old. Uh, God damn it, Greg Nolan. He does. They got the same haircut. Yeah. Yeah. This old man just interrupted us by walking through with a basket full of laundry. He looked like Greg Nolan uh, in his fifties, with like all white hair and shit. Yeah, like hair. You could see through his hair. Yeah. Like it was bald, but there was hair there. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like a ghost hair. Now, I, <laughs> he looked like uh, Greg Nolan visiting his like. Uh, third or fourth grandchild that's here (laughs) it's like uh, i got some of them here in in this part of the country so uh yeah so back to what we were saying yeah that that is really odd uh i think we've all kind of run into different situations like that it's more about jokes that that's what i normally get one time he told me he's like 
my little brother's severely autistic yeah. and I live with him and take care of him like I am quite literally my brother's keeper yeah one time I was doing a joke about like him and he's like don't make jokes about autistic people I'm like dude this is like my life yeah I'm like yeah that is it's I'm like I have a non-verbal autistic brother who's basically like my son if you had that you would make a joke about it yeah. because there's a lot of Listen, things that he does that are pretty funny I have in my an opinion autistic daughter so I know where you're coming yeah. from bro like it's it's so hard that this whole PC woke shit is like really taking away what it is we love to do which is take something that's fucked up and make it funny yeah. you know what I'm saying like that's the basis of comedy like it's it goes back to the beginning like the first comedian i can't remember his name but he was a fucking nihilist he was an actual fucking hitler sympathizer like he was the first recorded stand-up comedian you know what i'm saying like this guy was part of the nazi party and he's sitting there telling jokes like his first joke was probably hey you know open up the oven poof you know what i'm saying two jews walk in a bar not walk yeah you know two jews walk into an oven you know what i'm saying well, I, I know I've done a show once where uh, I did, at the end of the show, the owner is like, oh yeah, the show was great. And then he complained because uh, there was a joke about pedophilia. But then I also did a, a joke about strangling a woman to death. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. oh, oh, I got a couple of good ones from that. Hey. I, I did, at the same club too, this, uh, this one lady ran out one time because I had a joke where... My, my grandmother was Jewish and she was a really mean person and she ended up in a like she ended up being cremated so I said I don't know what's more ironic the fact that she ended up in the same thing she was running away from during World War II yeah. or the fact that we all just got pepperoni pizza afterwards <laughs> and she like heard that and then one of my other friends goes up and he did a joke about another comedian he said he's like dirty Jew but like that's like an inside joke. Like everybody yeah. knows him. Like he he'll introduce himself as the dirty Jew yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And this lady like lost her mind. She sent like the host like a whole message on Facebook or Instagram or something. She yeah. was like, "I'm going to do comedy in Boston, and we'll see if it's like how you guys say." And it's all just filled with jokes like that. Well, and he's like, he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna go to Boston." <laughs> like what? Oh god, she never showed back up again though. We're kind of better for it. <laughs> I think we're better uh, for it. Okay. Yeah, we just wanted to hear your story. Uh we want to yeah, we just want to hear it cuz uh you know, it helps us for content. Yeah. And we'll yeah. probably be talking about this more on Monday at HMAC. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I want to hear it straight from you cuz I heard like all these different like, I heard it in a group it's chat. It's best to come straight from the horse's mouth yeah, as like, it is. I was trying like it was weird man like I just I was like hey, I've been there for so long I'm like you couldn't have just waited for a minute I was like something must have been going on with you or something yeah. or so you must have had something happen lately you didn't let me know you didn't let anybody know I was like you could have handled it a little bit differently well, see that's also that's also the problem too is you know is um if you own a club sometimes you don't necessarily have to run every operation you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like what they do here is they allow the inmates to kind of run the asylum for open mic, you know, and then he just get like the feedback goes back, you know, through 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 the chain up to the guys at the top, and then the guys at the top are like, all right, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like that's that's probably one of the biggest 
does that I that I see in comedy is sometimes you do have like the owners, you know, trying to do everything, and you don't have to. Yeah, you, I was like, I get it. I was like, you're the. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. I don't want to be like, I don't like. He had no right to yell at me. Like he has every right to yell at me if it's his place. It's like his fucking living. Well, that's room. what I was. Yeah. I was like, you can't, you can't get mad at somebody if you're on their stuff doing something. Yeah. But I was like, ah, that was a weird way of doing it, and the cold crowd was like kind of down after that it was it was a big momentum dropper like i don't nobody really had a great set after that yeah. like well do, do you know do you know otis tim Lin? yes yeah yeah okay, he yeah. was up and he did great okay. he did great but then after that it was kind of like a pitfall because i think everybody just forgot after otis. It was, uh, yeah it was just ugh, it was a rough night after did that it was like ugh. it happens man it happens yeah and especially at an open mic i can kind of i can see his point too because he's thinking about like the crowd there yeah. and he's thinking oh if somebody fucks this up for me then they won't come to the real bread and yeah. butter yeah. for him yeah. but yeah, that's what I was you know I've, I've had a bad review here the night i threw out the 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 the, the chick classy yeah you know like there was an incident here a couple years ago uh where a comedian missed her turn and then she she's in the back calling me like dirty dick nigga this and all that shit and I'm like this is how fucking stupid you are you're back here saying all this shit to me but you were being called on stage and now you're not up on that stage and someone else is on stage right now she then proceeds to say something to me under her breath and go up on stage take the mic from the other comedian it caused the whole scene in here the host didn't know what to do. I go up on stage, grab the mic from her, shoo her off the stage. She proceeds to start snapping at me after like this game of Madden that we were playing because she's trying to juke me on stage. <laughs> and I'm like, just get the fuck off the stage. So it turned into a whole argument. And she made a comment about my hands being small. And I said, but I throw big fists, bitch. And there happened to be somebody who was going to attempt comedy for the first time that night. They immediately left and then wrote a bad Yelp review on this place and called me an employee. I've never been so <laughs> insulted, but yet inspired. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, incidents are going to happen in comedy, bro. You know, it's, it's still kind of a dangerous game. And we just got to try to, as comedians, we just got to try to keep the danger around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, from like you'll run into weird hosts, and especially if you keep at it, then all sorts of shit will happen to you. Where you're up on stage and you tell a joke, and then like some of the crowd will laugh, then someone right down front, like right after, they go, "That's not funny." Just like straight like that to you. Oh well, I I try to do like I do almost four open mics a week. Okay. And I've been doing that for like at least nine months now. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's it's well, weird now, too. Now it's now like, it's three. yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, now I'm like, I need a new spot on Tuesday. Anybody got a place? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should wrap up. Yeah, because I got to sign up two comedians. They just hit me up. Yeah. And so, I got and I got uh, my DJ coming here. I have nothing left to say. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. No, it's man. Cool. Yo, thank uh, you. Thank you for being a part of this, man. And you know, uh, your story's going to get out there. And you know, just just keep grinding, bro. That's. My advice to you is keep fucking grinding, bro. Yeah. yeah. Keep the train chugging, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, thank you, Desmond Atkinson. And uh, we're back. Uh, this is Ron Kane. I'm Damian Robinson.
And well, yeah, welcome to another uh, DNR podcast. Hey, we yeah. are we are outside again at H Mac. It rained earlier today. It was supposed to rain again tonight, but I don't know what time. But other than that, man, it's a it's a lovely day. It opened up. Skies opened up. Yeah, it's, it's fucking beautiful right now. If it stayed like this all all year long, I'd be magnificent. No, it won't. It'd be Florida. No, Florida would be hot and balmy all the fucking <laughs> all right. time. Southern California. It'd be Southern California. You I know. can live with Southern California. I mean, yeah. Southern California is fine to me. Yeah. No, I used to live there, and it's 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 everything it was supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I think it only rained like four times while I was out there. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing like monsoony. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate it, man. <laughs> That's uh, Kirsten again. Yeah. Kirsten's off on the side chilling with us for another episode, you know. Yeah, we record this before the mic and uh, just to keep, I don't know. It just works right now. Yeah. We, we, we work with what we got and how we do it. And it's this is it. You know what I'm saying? So sit back, relax, enjoy this latest episode you know so how was your week though uh it was good that's what's up uh did a show what the fuck did i do the church show it wasn't in a church (laughs) i I saw jesus on the wall bro yes uh it was in uh it was in berwick pennsylvania okay an exciting town of berwick yeah and uh that's like a still town filled with meth yes yeah i know i've been up there before (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really is. But uh, the show is in this place called Catholic War Veterans. Okay. So it's just like a a VFW. Yeah, but it's just for the Catholic ones. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I guess, I I mean, I guess it helps if you're Catholic. Well, you know what the Catholic War really is, right? Shushing them little boys. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I actually have uh, good friends in the Catholic and Catholicism. And I know some of the higher-ups in Catholicism, and they've been pretty cool to me. Never been no touchy-touchy, so, yeah. you know, shout-out to them. <laughs> well, hell, Laura is a dirty Catholic, too. So Damn. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought we would have got, like, membership as soon as we walked in. But, uh, nah, yeah. she, she's not an altar boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was a neat little place because it is like a VFW, yeah. except... Uh, they do allow smoking in there. Oh, like, that's dope. Like most private clubs yeah. do. And, uh... Hello? Jesus. We are recording. Sorry. You're loud, Laura. That was Ron's wife. She was just letting her presence be known. <laughs> you might have to go to the other side. <laughs> I'm going to go play cool now. All right, well, Don't hurt him too bad. So, yeah, so it's that private club type setting, except in this place they actually have uh, couches. Okay. And like, they had like some love seats and like regular. T- it, it, was, it was different. That's dope. So, yeah, so yeah, Catholic war veterans, but they like comedy because they let you, they let you say whatever. Well, I mean, shit, dude, if they're war veterans, they've, they've seen and said and done some shit that. You know, no man should ever do in their life, uh, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, like, yeah. of course they're gonna let you say whatever, bro. They they've been to war. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and they loved. I did that uh, one bit that I've been 
really working the, the thing about God. And okay, yeah. The, the abortion thing. Yeah. And they loved it. Oh, of course. That joke, like, hit hard. Bro, they're, 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 they're sick individuals, bro. <laughs> Listen, oh. like, I don't care what your religion is. When you come back from war, you are mentally fucked for the rest of your life. Yes. It's it's uh, war and if you're from the Midwest. Okay. <laughs> too. Because okay. Yeah. when you go out in Wisconsin... Uh, that's a great place to perform because they love dark humor yeah. out there. I mean, they're hardworking people. They're farmers. Yeah. So they don't mind a few dark jokes. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, they're banging sheeps and daughters out there, <laughs> <bro>, you know? <laughs> yeah, because if you're actually around, like, men that actually work in fields, they're not politically yeah. correct on any level. And, and that's what I like. Like, I like places like that, like, where you could drop the whole PC bullshit and just let the shit fly because like it's really not it shouldn't be taken as an offensive thing people that get offended by comedy should not go to comedy clubs should not uh, ever attend shows like that's the way i feel about it so yes you know shout out to the catholic war veterans of America <laughs> in berwick pennsylvania because you guys obviously know what the fuck you're doing yeah and they uh they even had their quota of like one black person and that <laughs> it wasn't me so fuck them yeah no, i'm just joking I'm yeah joking. it was uh it was just like uh older uh black lady yeah. and uh she was rosie the riveter on the negative photo side yeah <laughs> and uh sh- she was great because she loved it i mean she would kind of she would kind of interact a little bit yeah. but like not overstep her bounds she went yeah she went overstep and you and like when i told some of my jokes like she would be the one laughing the hardest yeah. i could hear her in the back like ah! <laughs> that's what's up man you should have got it you should got her number that way you can put her on your fan list, you know what I'm saying? Let her know when you're coming back. Oh, I learned a lot about her because uh, after the show, yeah. you know, the comics stand around and people talk to you. She came over and told us all sorts of things yeah. that were going on in her life. That's crazy, man. I like when when shit like that happens, though, because, like, that's what comedy's supposed to do. After you have the labs, you're supposed to have the human interaction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be a human interaction, and 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 that's how you really connect with people. And they want to come see you again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why after every show, I'm out there shaking hands. You know, hope you enjoyed the show. You know, and, and I get a lot of positive reviews. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, yo, I like, you need more time. Like, you were way funnier than such and such and such and such. And I'm like, yo, like, keep that down because they're, like, right over my shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I appreciate the compliment. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just keep coming back and hopefully you'll see me on the stage again. You know? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I love that, and it was weird having a picture of Christ behind me. When I saw that, I'm like, "Damn, he's doing another church show." And, and a nun, and but it was great because I got to do dirty. Huh? Yeah. Hey. Jesus was looking over your shoulder, like, "God damn it, Ron!" <laughs> yeah. And then I got I got fucking more shows coming up this week. That's what's up. What you got coming up this week? I got the Comedy Zone on Wednesday oh, when right. this drops. Yeah, that's right. That's the Comedy Showcase, so come out to that. It's like at 8 o'clock. Yay. Then Friday, I'm doing the Dustin Sims show here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll be up in uh, Northumberland on Friday. Oh, yeah, you're doing yeah. Uh, Dick's Room. All six people, all six people in the crowd is going to be like... Mine's... You got a we're using it to record. We're actually oh, okay. recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, 
yeah, I'll be up there, six people in the crowd probably. I'm hoping that they find, because that is a great room. It is. It's, it's such it's, a great yeah, room. Yeah, like they need to really start investing in bringing in some some touring headliners, and you might get half the town out, you know? Yeah. You can make that a good 300, 400-seater, and that's half the town up there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think the last, when I did it last year, when yeah. up there, it was, I've done it. I've done it twice, and each time it's been in December. And so I'll probably actually reach out to Dick again and see if I can go there in December. Because it's almost like I want to do it now every December. Yeah, that's like your, you know what I mean, your December to Remember show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think there was maybe 12 in the audience. Okay, that's what's up. That was better than what we had, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still weird, though, at that time because, well, it might have been – but I remember, you know, being on the stage, then, like, everyone was, like, so far away from you. Yeah. It was, like, tables here yeah. and tables. Then no one wants to sit up front, of course. Bruh, like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I had one table in the front, and it was, like, a table of, like, five. And then it was, like, a couple, a couple to the left, like, one couple to the left, and, like, two couples in, like, in the mid somewhere. And I'm like... Y'all can move forward. I don't bite. I know you're not used to seeing black people up around the area. I'm here to entertain you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they had a ball, though, man. They came up and was like, yo, hey, what you drinking? I was like, well, they don't got Hennessy, so I know black people don't come here. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was drinking whiskey and shit. And, yeah. You know, they bought me a couple whiskeys, and, you know, it was it was a good night up there, man. It was a good night. I just wish that it was able to. They were able to do more with with the space that they got, because that could really be something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, I you know. Go back to that Catholic, uh, the Catholic veterans yeah. place. So the guy that headlined that, his name is uh, was Paul. I'll probably fuck up his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Paul Kozlowski. Okay. And. Uh, so yeah, I mean, shout out to Paul. But uh, apparently, like for most of his career, his comedy career, he's been a TV writer. Oh. And uh, he he's written for like uh, he's written for the Chris Rock show. Oh shit! He's got credits from that, and yeah. he's got like several other big shows. Yeah. And because I, I was talking to him, and that's what he did. Because he started out as a stand-up. Yeah, but then he got into TV writing, and he's like, "Well, this is great. The money is yeah. oh, a yeah. hell of a lot better, yeah. and I don't have to be on the road." Yeah, you're making like fucking probably ten thousand a week writing yeah. shows and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, definitely better than have to worry about yeah, traveling yeah. and shit. You know, and if you write fucking twelve shows, that's you know 120 grand that you made from just doing. You know what I'm like? Yeah, I would love to get into TV writing, but like I would. I would probably not like it because I'm confined to a space. Like, I need to be free and be able to walk around, you know what I'm saying, with my thoughts. I can't be in an office setting with people. We could bounce ideas, and then I'll write, and then I'll come back and then share it. But, but you could you could write that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all remote, so you can... Yeah, well, especially during the pandemic, because I actually, I actually met a TV writer myself uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And he told me, you know, he was like, dude, we do it all on a Zoom meeting. So yeah. I'm like naked from the waist down. I'm like I didn't need that visual, <laughs> but I appreciate the sentiment. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate what you. What Damn, you're this chair is sticky hey. tonight. <laughs> but um, he just got a uh, the comedian just got a job writing for uh uh shit one of these one of these like like the Onion or some shit like that like okay. one of those you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah 
So, yeah, he's doing big things, man. It was it was dope to meet him, and he told me, you know, he he had a couple credits himself, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, bro, like you're overwhelming me, you know. And then he got up and he he did a stand up, and I was like, how the fuck? Yeah, because it's not translating now. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. I mean, that's what comedy is, bro. It's a yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to write more like that to write like either a sketch or yeah. or something. And I've, I've been slowly working at it. The issue I always run into is like, I I guess I really haven't decided like what I want to write. Yeah. I always kind of like have a fragment then I start and I'm, I just abandon it because yeah. I'm like this doesn't I, make I got a sketch I want to do with Willie Sizemore yeah yeah where he plays Viet Cong and I play a GI you know what I'm saying yeah yeah and like we're both lost in the woods and instead of killing each other we just sit there and get high <laughs> and talk about what we're going to do and like who's team fine too yeah like yo I swear to God yo when my team gets here yo we going to fuck y'all up bro like burn you down to the rice patties you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> when we get here we're gonna chop you up make your dog food motherfucker <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like yeah so like if i could ever get willie sizemore to come on out man we could we could definitely work that skit out because there's you know over by my house in the summertime dude that looks like the fucking jungle yeah you know what i'm saying we go down in there first spray ourselves off with fucking what's the name and you know i got the chinese tang suit and i just, <laughs> and I just got the motherfucking um uh the, 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 the boatman Asian hat Okay yeah Yeah I got yep. one of those You know what I'm saying <laughs> So yeah like Bro this shit could work bro You know what I'm saying It and, could yeah. yeah I think Willie would be up for that Oh hell yeah You know I got the Vietnam outfit You know what I'm saying Every every time I put it on Someone says I look like Fidel Castro Yeah we should make that happen Yeah that's what I'm saying bro So you know Hey uh, Yeah so yeah, just to kind of wrap up about him. So, yeah, it was just really cool meeting a guy like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently uh, he had to come back because uh, to, like, help take care of his parents and stuff. Okay. So he's, like, in the Syracuse yeah. area. Oh, shit, damn. And, uh, yeah, so he said he started, that's when he got back into stand-up. Yeah. When he came back. And then yeah. he's, like, like, he told me, he's, like, I hadn't done it for 20 years. Oh, fuck. Then I went back to it and I realized how much I loved it. He said it actually made me, made him appreciate it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I get why I kind of love it. Yeah. Like a lot of people stop doing comedy for whatever. Yeah. And when they come back, they appreciate it because Rodney Dangerfield, he quit comedy for over 20 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And went off to go sell siding on. Uh, aluminum siding for houses and shit and he came back in his 50s man with a whole new whole new ball playing and and blew up like that's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing about comedy is like grandma lee was in her 70s yeah you know what i'm saying and uh she blew up you know what i'm saying she yeah. made it on tv and blew up bro like so it's like that's that's the beauty of this shit, bro. It's like you don't have to. Joan Benson is one of the funniest old people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, you know, and she sits up there and she trembles. Like I'm like, is she having a seizure? Cause and, you just and, hear she her head. and she doesn't answer her email. Yeah, yeah, she, I don't think she has one. I mean, no, I know she, she has one because she gave it to me. Because I, I know Joan. she has one, bro, but she can't see the screen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm definitely convinced of it because I've emailed her. Like, hey, I you'd be fun for this show. Yeah. Because I think, you know, some people definitely would get a fucking I had her, her. I had her number, and I lost it because I didn't want my wife thinking I was trying to pick up some some strange yeah. snatch. But it was like, I lost it by accident. Like, it got, I, le I think I left it in a pair of jeans that I threw in the laundry. 
and because I'm I'm notorious for like leaving tissue and shit in my pocket. So yeah. when I do my laundry, like I have a dry tissue lump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened with Jones' number. Is I lost it, bro. And, you know, but I always worry about her because you know she's up there in age. She's yeah, well, she hasn't been out much either. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, it might be because of her age. Too, yeah, because you know, but yeah, and that you know, it's funny you mentioned how weird comedy is. Yeah, that guy Paul, he was he was at that Catholic War vet- veteran show, and uh, I guess a week earlier, yeah, he was working with Louis C.K. Oh shit! See, it's that's fucking. The, that's comedy. Yeah, that's the beauty of comedy, man. Yeah, it fucking knocks you down. Hell yeah! But you, but but like, I mean, if he if he if he wrote for uh, the Chris Rock show, Louis C.K. was a a, a constant drop in. You and, know, well, and to, I think Louis wrote. He wrote. He wrote C- some. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he also wrote for uh, Louis C.K. Also wrote for uh, Cedric the Entertainer show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's when they like he got that one joke. Niggas be falling asleep on forklifts and shit. Yeah, like <laughs> and I'm like, damn. Like, see, but like that's the once again, like you can get away with uh, as a white comic with saying the word nigga if you make it fucking funny. That's where a lot of people can't translate the bit. It, you yes. know what I mean? Like, like, uh, what's the name from uh, Baltimore? Matt Brown. He yeah. had a funny nigga bit. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I was like, he, he took me to the side. He was like, yo, I'm, I'm real nervous. Da, da, da. I'm like, bro, I'm the only black dude here. And then, like, seven or eight black people poured into the crowd that night at the open mic. <laughs> and I was like, look, I said, bro, no matter what the fuck happens, bro, I got you back. You know, I keep a, I keep a couple couple of them bang bangs yeah. on top. Typically, there's only one black guy here, but tonight yeah. there's about 50. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's normally just me, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, so like, he did the bit. Got a roarous laugh, even from the black people. Black people came up, yo, was like, yo, that nigga bit was funny. You know, he was like, Jesus Christ, thank you, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, bro. If you like, if you can make it funny, bro, do your best. You know what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah, if, but if you get beat up after the mic or whatever after your set, like that's on you. You didn't make it funny enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think today it'd be harder than ever unless you're like a uh, professional comic yeah. working in a club. Yeah, to roll a bit out like that. Yeah, because you couldn't roll that out at a bar or anything like that. Nah, hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> nah. You have to be at a club where there's security. Yeah, and, and there's a trap door on the stage that you know, you and just, people know they're there for comedy. Yeah, you twist the mic stand and the trap door opens up and you fall into a, a Bruce Wayne pod and get shot out. <laughs> you gotta be. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the only way I I think that that'll work. But like. Like I said, if you can make it funny, please make it funny. You know what I'm saying? Because like, there's so many people that touch on race in comedy, and it just doesn't translate. And like, there's black people that touch on it, and it doesn't translate. Yeah. You know, so so just make it funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Especially at the open mic level. And yeah. Uh, well, you know, like all the white guys that want to come out and say the N word. Or, you know, they wrote, like we've talked about before, that guy was here yeah. last year or whatever. Yeah, the big dude. Yeah. yeah. He came to my mic when I had it here and did it. And, 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 and he was like, I think God favors the whites. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, yo, we just went to a fucking Klan rally from a, like an open mic to a, like, I know that it's only me and three other black comedians here. But, bro, we will fuck you up right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I told him. I told him, I said, yo, you got to get your shit together before you come back and, and, and touch the stage that I'm on, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is why he doesn't 
hit any open mics anymore. He just shows up at the at the comedy zone with a laptop and sits in the back during every show, like like clockwork. He's there every fucking weekend. He buys a ticket. He's there every fucking weekend. Pulls up his laptop, headphones on, and yeah. I'm like. How were you at a comedy show with headphones on and a laptop screen up? Like, it's it's weird behavior. Yeah, it's strange. I'm shooter. Uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some movies and TV. Okay, right now. So a few weeks ago, we talked about that movie. You mentioned that movie Mope. Yeah, did you see it? I well, I started watch. I've watched like fifteen minutes of it. And it, sh- it opens up weird as fuck, right? Oh yeah, it was definitely fucking yeah. with the Bukaki. Yeah, a Bukaki gangbang and shit. And I, like at first, like because like I said, I was watching it in my truck driving. I thought that they were like in the military because it was all red lights, and I'm like, that's like military. You're in the airplane. It's the red lights. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm like, the fuck is this? Like this don't look like what the cover is. And I thought maybe they might have been tricking me or whatever. But then it was like the dude comes in. All right, guys, you ready? I'm like, all right. So they're gonna jump out this plane. And they go running out to this fucking gangbang yeah. jerk-off session. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it, and then from there, and there was like two guys, the yeah. two characters, just how much they love porn. Sorry, it's no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, Laura couldn't get into it, so... Yeah. I may go back and finish it, yeah. which I probably will, but I'm going to have to watch it on my own. Yo, that's that's how I had to do it, because I'm like, yo, this is one of those movies where it's like, no man should ever watch this movie with his girl unless y'all straight nasty. Yeah, You it, know what I'm saying? But, like, Yeah, it's, it's just two characters are so weird yeah, and odd. Yeah, like, I'm sitting there like, this has got to be the strangest movie I ever watched, Yeah, but I have to finish it. I have to see where it's going. And the ending was fucking crazy, though. Like, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it for y'all out there in TV land and, and, and you, Ron. Yeah, I do want to see I'm it. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's got a fucking crazy ending, bro. Crazy ending. Now, I have started watching another show. Uh, what you watching? Squid Game. Okay, see, everyone's telling me to watch that, but Wu-Tang Season 2 is up. Yeah. So it's like, do I want to see that or do i want to watch wu-tang but now let me know about this because like i've been hearing good things yeah i'm currently on episode four because i started it last week because i think i had seen it a few days before that just like you know up on the screen and like that it looked interesting yeah and uh yeah so so far four episodes in and it is it's uh it's pretty wild yeah it's uh it's a korean television show yeah well, see, those Koreans with their horror and shit, like their gore, like they do it well. They do. They do they it do. well, bro. They make some great movies. Yeah, like Old Boy is still like in my top ten movies yeah. to like watch. The Host is pretty good. Okay. Uh, I still got to see uh, Train to Busan. That's I supposed to be fucking great. Watching that, it's good. Yeah, it's it's good. But I was too drunk to finish it, so yeah. I gotta start it back over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've heard that's like fucking excellent. Yeah. But yeah, the Squid Game is all about. Uh, it kind of play. It plays on class, and like because and social social economic yeah. shit. Because you know they get these people all together because they yeah. they have massive debts. Yeah. And so now they can go get into this game. Yeah. That's run so, by this mysterious figure. Yeah. And get their debt cleared. Yeah. 
Okay. But what they what they find out is that the games it's are to the death. To the death. Yay, yay. And they play school games with them. Okay. To to advance. Alright. So like hide and seek, dodgeball. Probably I don't know. I'm I'm, well, I'm just well, guessing. No, I'm just okay, guessing. More like uh, you know, red light, green light. Okay. And uh, heads down, thumbs up, seven up. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Shit. You remember you know. that game? No. You don't. Yo, like. Yeah, you put your head down and your thumb up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And there's a couple people and they put your thumb down and you got to figure out who it is. Yeah. Like. That's how I found out that this one girl liked me because she would always pick me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, straight up. Yo, straight up. Nah, yo. She was bad, though. She was bad. And I was and I was bad at picking up on the sign. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but nah, yo, like, like uh, Michael Donald, Manny, they told me I should watch it. Uh, a couple people, you know, now you, and it's like, all right, I have to watch. Because on the weekends, if I'm not doing anything at all. Yeah. I am me and my wife. We sit down to about three, four in the morning, and we and we just watch shit on like Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So and like we saw it, and we're like, "Yo, we should," but we're kind of tired. But it is a series, so we can just watch this shit anytime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I, the the way I watch is I keep the subtitles on. With I'm, I'm with the, the same way with the overdub. Yeah. Oh no, you do English overdub. Yeah, because uh-uh. the reason I'm doing because I had it Korean, but then uh, I was like, you know, they started cussing you out. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just, you know sometimes if you get distracted or something, yeah. it's at least it's good to have the English there. So that's why I watch it. Like even though the dubbing, you know, is, is it bad? Is it English dub? Like like yeah, it's old not, school kung fu flick? No, I mean it's slightly better than that. All right, because because like you know the British own like. The, the trademarks to dub like yeah. anything coming out of Asia. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. There's a British company that's been that's been dubbing over these movies since like the 1960s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're still in business today. Yeah. The yeah. funny thing about some of those movies like that, some are actually dubbed pretty well. Yeah. And then, but some then some are like, eh. you can't it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. See, like if I'm if I'm going to watch it, I gotta watch it. In Korean with English subtitles or yeah. no subtitles at all, because I can pick up on body language. Like you know, I'm one of those kind of people. I pick up on body language and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like there's kung fu flicks and Asian movies I've seen where I'm just li- sitting there listening to them speak in, in in their native dialect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Three. Have you watched that movie Three Sixty Five? No. Really? Yeah. You haven't watched that with nah, your wife? Nah. Oh, you should. Because that's, uh, yeah, that movie is still uh, insanely popular. Okay. And it got, like, huge right around the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, like, immensely popular. And everyone's been, like, waiting for the sequel. Okay. 366. Yeah, 365. Oh, okay. But, uh. No, 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 I'm saying the sequel, 366. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it involves, like. All the st- shit that women like kidnapping and oh, domination yeah. and things right, like so, that. Yeah, but um, so what's but, what's the name is uh, Squid Games is kind of like uh, Hunger Games meets um, what's that movie where they're on the train, the ice train, Snowpiercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it, it's like the science fiction ele- element. All right. a, a little bit of the Running Man. Okay. And things yeah. like that. All right, but cool. it, it's done really well, and uh, yeah, it's 
and they they tease them because you know when they've you know playing for money they got like Yay. this huge piggy bank Yay. and so it's you know alliances are starting to be formed and so so like that. so would you enter into one of those like if you were in massive debt do you think you think if someone was like hey i can clear your debt but all you got to do is come play this game Oh shit! No, nah, no, because it never works out. Dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like even the last guy in in these shows or movies, he he always bites the bullet at the end anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, think I think I would do it though. I think I would do it. I I, I would definitely be a contestant. Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, the the story, the Running Man, yeah. which the movie is based on. Yeah. That original short story in The Running Man, he's actually, he's not on the run as a criminal. Yeah. What it is, is at people enter the, the Running Man game yeah. to be put on the run, but they enter because they need money or like this guy's entering because yeah. he can't afford health insurance okay. for his daughter and she's really sick. Yeah. So he's trying to get her medicine and yeah. shit like that. So that's why he enters. Okay. And so when you enter the Running Man, they make you a criminal. Yay. And the, you need to escape and get to a certain point. Okay. And that's where, like, the runners and shit come Yay. in. All right. But so, the, the that's sh- the movie that the Schwarzenegger, like, did. Yes. And they made him a, a cop who was framed. Yeah. And turned him into a criminal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The, the short story is fucking great. It's fucking great. All right. I'm going to have to check that out, man. Like, I just subscribed to Audible because yeah. I don't have a lot of time to read books that I want. And um, there's some books that I have. Like, my mom bought me a book from uh, Victor Cruz, a former Giants receiver, and it's about his life story. Now, I've heard most of his life story, but it's like I want to read the book, you know. But my mom bought me the book, but it's in Spanish. Okay. So I can't translate. Like, I can read it with no problem, Yeah. you know, but I can't translate what the fuck I'm reading. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, so like that's why I grabbed Audible because I can find it. On, I can find it on Audible with no problem. Fucking, we just got heckled by a motorcycle. She had a fat ass on the back of that shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, like um, so I so I grabbed Audible so I could start like listening to more books that I've always wanted to read. You know what I'm saying? Because I've I've read about. I want to say close to close to seven to eight thousand books, and I and that's not a lot because I'm really not an avid reader. Yeah. But I've read I've read about that many books. A lot of them were Doctor Seuss, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I read a lot of books, man. But there's so many more books that I want to read, and it's like I don't have the time. So if I pop in Audible while I'm driving, I can actually listen to the book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, they go back to, like, the Running Man and the Squid Game yeah. and shit, and, like, what you were asking about doing it for money. Yeah. So, I don't know. I kind of see that happening, like, it's slowly. It's coming, bro. It's, it's coming, bro. Be- like, as we move into idiocracy. Yeah. As we move deeper and deeper into idiocracy in the world. Like. Well, there was a show. I remember. I never watched it, but I remember seeing ads for it where they, where you would go on and they would pay, like, uh, it was a trivia game to win college tuition yeah. or to pay off your college yeah. tuition that was the incentive and that show that game show only lasted like a few weeks I think yeah. I'm surprised it didn't last longer I'm, I mean but, we're, we're at the age now where yeah. you know if it doesn't catch you in the first two episodes that's but, it but I've seen that then I started thinking it's like well when's when's the next game show gonna come from 
for like healthcare yeah, or yeah. some shit like that. Cause it's coming, man. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. We're we're in the last days, bro. Yeah. Like as 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 society, we're in the last days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But a lot of times I can't watch those shows because then I start thinking even uh, more macabre. <laughs> yeah. Because like especially when. Uh, uh, who wants to be a millionaire and stuff like yeah. that? And they always do that dramatic shit. Dun, dun, dun. And they always have. And we'll be right back after this commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they should put the people under pressure. Like, hey, you know, like hey. you got twenty seconds, or we stab your grandmother's hand. <laughs> oh shit! Damn. Yeah. See, that's that's dark as fuck, bro. Yeah. I mean, not kill anybody. Just yeah, like nah. <laughs> like my thing is, if I got on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I would probably like, and this is some real nigga shit. I would get to like 10 grand and be like, yo, I quit, yo, fuck this game, yo. Like, give me my money now. I'm done. Next contestant. Who's the next contestant, yo? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I would, as soon as I hit 10 grand, because 10 grand could go a long way yeah. if you ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? And I just spent you know, the shit ton of money, so. It's it's funny you said like 10 grand. I was listening, or yeah, listening to Bobby Lee's podcast. Oh, Tiger Belly. Yeah, with, uh, he had, a, had uh, Howie Mandel on there. Oh. And uh, they were talking about Deal or No Deal. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that and, was a good show. And they talked about the first woman and how he's like, uh, look, she, you know, because he was talking about, they asked him, like, well, how did you get into this game and stuff? And he's like, you know, I didn't really want to do it. Yeah. He turned it down like three times and he finally took it. And he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here because I'm like a comedian. Yeah. And it's like, I can tell you a dick joke, but I don't know about this. Yay. So he said that the first woman that won, and he kind of, like, figured it out, but she turned down my... But anyway, she won $10,000. What do you think she did with the ten grand? Snorted it. She got her tits done. Fucking dumbass bitch. That's... that's, Because... Because he was saying, it's like, she was telling this sad, you know, sad story. Yeah. Like... She didn't have health insurance, and she had, you know, these bills. Racking up bills, and then, then she went and got titties. Yeah, and they did a follow-up a couple of years later, and he said that that's what she did. Yeah. What's up, bro? She was the first one that won yeah. any amount of money. It was 10000 and she got her tits done. That's, that's like, you remember that chick who got the three titties? Like the chicken total recall. He's there. But she don't want anybody looking at her or approaching her. It's like, yo, you just altered your body to, like, every man's fantasy unless he's, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless he's, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, every man is going to come up to you now because you got three breasts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and be like, yo, like, I'm trying to get in on some of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But but she don't want to be looked at. She, she don't want to be looked at as a sex object. You just made yourself a flesh toy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going up. I gotta ask, you know what I'm saying? It's like, were you near Fremont Island in the '70s, and and you thought it was a pimple when it just grew out to be a third boob? Like, <laughs> I mean, even though I know, I know she's had it implanted and everything, but I'm just gonna make light of the subject. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you had to do plastic surgery right now, yeah, and it was free, what what would you have done? If it was free, you could just shoot. I'd prop. That's weird. It, nah, that's actually uh, someone. Jesus Romero used that fucking police help shit. I would probably uh, I'd probably get my lazy eye fixed. Okay. You have a lazy. Yeah. 
Nah, you're good, yo. You're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would get my lazy eye fixed. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what I would do. I think I'd have... A 24-inch cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd have a dick so big, you'd get a hard on the blackout. You'd be walking down the street. Oh, my... <laughs> yeah, that means effective though. You probably have to like pump it. Like, All right, hold on. Nah, they just gonna add blood vessels, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you pig blood vessels and get now. Dead. Listen, it's gonna get hard, and my heart's gonna stop for a bit. But just just keep working it out. Yeah. Look, just you you gotta fuck with a saline solution just to keep the blood flow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know what? I think we should end right there. I think. Hell yeah! Place, Hell right? yeah, bro! Hell yeah! Yeah, thank you uh, for everyone that continues to listen. Uh, just tell a friend about. Yay. And yeah, that's it. All right. See you next time, man. Peace.